Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have a special guest, Nathan Palmer. How are you doing, my brother? Introduce yourself to the people. Man, what's up, everybody? It's Nathan, a.k.a. Napalm Palmer. Uh, I'm y'all on the podcast with my dog, Malik, man. We finna get it. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for um, being a guest today. Um, to talk mental health, and um, we're going to get this started. I want to ask you the first question I want to ask you. I ask everybody to come on the podcast. I'm going to ask you, how is your mental health? My mental health is actually pretty good right now. I feel like I'm in a, a great space. Um, thank you for asking, first and foremost, because yeah. it's very important that we do ask um, and create that safe space for people to, to be able to, you know what I'm saying, express how they really feel mentally um but right as of right now bro i'm actually doing pretty good i think i'm just in a great space i have the right support system around me um definitely thankful and grateful for having my family still in my life and very supportive of everything i'm doing right now so when you got that kind of balance um it's not really too much that can that can rock it so um right now i'm really doing pretty good pretty damn good but it's been a journey yeah, yeah. I like to ask that question because I feel like um, people could be struggling, right, mentally. And when you ask them how, it's like when you ask somebody, how are you doing? And they can be like, I'm doing okay. But if you ask them, how's your mental health? It opens the door for like a deeper question to say, you know what? I'm okay, but I am struggling mentally. So I want to yeah. thank you, you know, for ans- answering that question. I appreciate that. No problem. My second question for you, which is one of my, like, I love to ask this question because we all grow up differently. And I want to ask you, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, growing up, it was okay not to be okay. But, you know, there was still a sense of, uh, you know what I'm saying, suck it up, be tough. Yeah. Um, but I think I kind of made sure that if I wasn't okay, I made it be known. You know, yeah. I might have been a little dramatic kid growing up, not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, I definitely, I, I would say this, I had a family that if I wasn't okay, it wasn't like they did not pay attention at all. So yeah. um, they definitely would make it known, like, hey, you're not okay? Talk to yes. me, express what's going on. So um, I definitely say it was okay not to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I like to, That's like one of my second, that's the second best question I like to ask because everybody goes up differently. So it's always dope to hear, you know, different people's, you know, answer to that question. Um, my next question for you, um, there's a stigma, right? Surrounding mental health, right? But there's a stigma surrounding men's mental health. Like, what do you say to that stigma? They say, you know, you can't cry, you can't be depressed, you can't be sad, you have to man up. What do you say to that stigma that's out there? Man, I say that stigma is whack for, you know, able to be able to use a term that's uh safe for work yeah that, that stigma's whack um i think it's very unfortunate that society has built that stigma up to make us feel like we are not 
able to feel emotion or express that emotion. Um, yeah. Whenever we are feeling things, um, that whole suck it up, be a man thing, that is just whack. Cause you know, even strong, even when you're strong, you know, you have vulnerable moments, you have weak moments. Uh, I don't want to really call them weak, but you have moments that are not, you know what I'm saying, as strong as your others. And I think it's okay to express that because it helps you move forward. It helps you start your healing process. And I think the more that people put that stigma on, on men specifically to yeah. where um, they force us to just bottle it all up, I don't think that's good for men. I don't think it's helping us heal. And if men are supposed to be the leaders, if we're not okay, how is everybody else supposed to be okay? So um, I definitely think that the stigma is whack, super whack. Yeah, Dean, that was dope. That was dope. Thank you. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. It. I definitely agree with you. It is whack. It's just that, you know, a lot of men still t- to this day are suffering in silence. You know, they feel like they can't talk about mental health. I feel like it's getting better a little bit, but we got so much work to do. And like I said, thank you for answering that question. That's the third best question to ask. No problem. This is some um, good questions, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to ask next question. I want to ask: Do you have a good circle of friends around you that um, hold you accountable? I, I was about to say I answered that quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I have a great circle of friends. I've always been a kid that's like really had a lot of friends, but I think yeah. here recently, especially after the pandemic, I have a solid group of friends. Like they, and it's not just the friends that is just like, oh, we have fun, we turn up. Like we have moments, you know what I'm saying? Like family oriented moments to where they do hold me accountable as well. I hold them accountable, but it's always out of love and it's not a love that I second guess. So I definitely will say I have the greatest group of friends like right now. Like I'm so thrilled where where my friend group is and my family. I call them family. So um, it's just an extension of my actually nucleus of a family. So. I think uh, I I definitely think I have a great group of friends and, you know, they hold me accountable all the time. I just had a friend call me and tell me something the other day, like, yo, I'm mad at you because you're not doing X, Y, and Z. And I know you're more than capable of doing X, Y, and Z. So, um, you know, having those tough conversations with them where I know it's out of love and I'm I'm receiving it because I know it's, it's coming from a place of pure love, have the greatest friend group ever. I wish I was a better friend, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think we all wish we could be a better friend. I feel you on that. Um, before we get to the next question, I want to say anybody that's listening, that's out there struggling with any thoughts of suicide or any deep dark depression or suicide ideation, there is a crisis number out there. Is nine eight eight guys dial that number nine eight eight if you or someone are struggling with any thoughts of suicide or suicide ideation, deep dark depression. I'm not actually a question, but I'll answer it first. Um, yeah. You know, just to be real transparent and open. Um, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide or not, or thoughts of not but want to be here? And um, I, I'm going to answer it first for you, right? I'm going to start it okay. off. Um, so I dealt with, I deal with thoughts of suicide still. You know, I had suicide attempts. You know, I had thoughts of not want to be here. I had plans, you know, as a child. I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins, you know, that I didn't start dealing with that. I'm 32 now. I didn't start dealing with that until I got 26, 27, you know, start going to church, you know, not denominational church and realized I had issues with men. And um, I didn't start dealing with that, um, that trauma to like, you know, 26, 27, 
and um, lost my mom 2019, then lost my sister six months, nine months later. So, you know, mm. grief, you know, trauma, just like childhood trauma, all that stuff. So, you know, I do my podcast, guys, and I also uh, volunteer for NAMI Bus County. I um, co-facilitate support groups, mental support groups, you know, and I still struggle with these thoughts, you know. That's on to share that before you answer the question, you know, to open it up to, you know, be, you know, to be good. Man. Before I answer that, let me ask how are how's your mental health right now, bro? Because I know you checking on everybody else, so we gotta make sure we checking on you. To be honest, my mental health is not good, you know. But I'm pushing through. You know, I'm still here. Um, yeah, it's not good, but it's you know, I'm still here. Yeah, I, I gotta set up a. I, I couldn't go to therapy this week because my therapist is booked, and I forgot to like reach out to him. But you know, I got that's where support groups are out there. You know, free support groups that's online. You know, people I could talk to and everything, but it's not good at all. But you know, it's gonna really? get better. Yeah, man, one day at a time, brother. Yeah, one day at a time, and it's okay not to be okay. You feel me? Yeah. Um, and I think that within itself is a strong reflection of who you are. Yeah. Because it takes a lot to even be able to say that and speak it and be honest. You feel me? So, like, yeah. I'm praying for you, dog. I'm praying. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm praying, bro. Um, you know, to go to identify with you, bro. Um, first and foremost, condolences on your mother and your sister. I couldn't imagine what that's like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Losing a mother. Um, but I cry when I think about it prematurely. Like, damn, what yeah. I'm going to do for my mom gone. Feel me? So, um, first and foremost, condolences on that. A sister, especially, you know what I'm saying, if y'all were yeah. close. Um couldn't imagine that you know i got a big brother i can't imagine yeah. not being able to have him around um going back to what you said i empathize with you on on uh growing up being molested yeah um i grew up in you know what i'm saying some situations where i definitely have dealt with the similar things similar situations yeah. and um so respect to you for pushing through that yeah me because I know how hard that can be just from me going through it. Um, I'm also a person who had an attempt of suicide. Um, and to ever say that I don't ever have the thought again, I'd be lying to everybody out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think luckily I've had the blessing of music to be able to express it sometimes. Yeah. And to kind of release the emotion behind it. Um, but to anybody out there listening, man, I don't know what's moving me to say this, but you're not alone. Just just keep hanging on, keep fighting. The longer you fight and the more little small victories you can get, it's going to all start to add up to where you feel you feel unstoppable again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and then you always going to have moments where, you know, a lot of us think about it. But just understand that those are temporary moments. Um, I'm always a firm believer in, in God got to have the last word. You know what I'm saying? I believe in him. And um, sometimes we go through the things we go through so we could be a testimony for others and a guide for others to be able to navigate it um, because he knows we're strong enough for that battle. Yeah. Right. So uh, anybody out there listening, just one day at a time, keep fighting. 
you know, I, I'm good right now. I'm good today. Shoot, you call me in two days. That might change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it be. <laughs> that's how it be. So, um, you know, anybody out there, answer you, bro. Please yeah. keep fighting, man. Yeah. Just keep keep pushing. The whole world right now is in turmoil. We need more love and we need more light. People like ourselves, bro, we carry light. You carry light because you are doing something so amazing for everybody out here, especially men, especially men of color, black yeah. men. Um, we need more like you, bro. Yeah. I, you know, it's crazy because I, I, I try. So, you know, like, I sometimes like, you know, like, like you said, you know, you said you're not going to lie. If you, I mean, you're not going to say that. And I thought a suicide, suicide would never come back up. It comes and go for me. Like it comes and go. Sometimes I think about, you know, being molested or like, you know, like, like about issues with men. I don't have that many male friends. It's hard for me to like trust men fully. Cause I'm just like, if my cousins, that's my blood could do some shit like that to me and stuff like that, you know, like anybody can, you know, any male can hurt me and stuff like that. So, you know, like that's constantly in my head sometimes, you know, and I try to like, you know, I'm in, you know, deep trauma therapy, which is working and stuff like that. I'm tackling issues, you know, week by week, you know, trying to, you know, get over some of this stuff. But, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, be that voice out there. And it's crazy because like, I thought I was the only one, you know, struggling with the whole, you know, childhood sexual abuse. But then I got introduced to like this group of people of men, you know, a different color that, you know, this guy, Robert Marshall, he had this book called Echoes, you know, it's like a book with different authors and they're telling their story on sexual abuse. And I thought I had it bad. Some people had it, you know, not to judge, like say nobody's story is better than somebody, but somebody had, some people had it way worse than me. So it's like knowing that I'm not alone, I'm still doing my issues, you know, helps me. And, you know, I want to say again, anybody out there that's struggling with any deep depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, the suicide prevention lifeline is out there. 988 is an easy number to remember. 988. Make sure you dial it if you know somebody that's struggling or if you're struggling yourself. Um, my next question, let's get into football, man. You know, if everybody don't know, they should know, you know. Yeah. They should know your football record. So let me ask you a question, right? You've been with, I'm looking at it, um, 49ers, right? Yep. The Colts. Miami Dolphins, Broncos, um, New England Patriots, Chicago Bears, Oakland Raiders. Um, mentally, you know, you played for all these teams, right? Mentally, how was playing football for you? Did it ever affect your mental health? Yes, it did. Um, playing football, first and foremost, thank God for the opportunity because yeah. not a lot of people make it. Um, I know at one point I was very um, angry with football. Yeah. Angry with the NFL. Um, because it did take a toll on my mental. Um, you know, you take a young black kid, first and foremost, it's a dream, right? So it's something I've always dreamed about. Yeah. Uh, you put business behind a dream. Anybody that knows, once a once a dollar amount is added to something, it takes away the pure love of it, right? Yeah. Especially when you make it to a level where it becomes professional. Um, I think also bouncing around a lot from city to city got pretty lonely. Yeah. Battling through things that I'm not even sure, you know what I'm saying, what I'm battling, why I'm yeah. thinking the way I think. 
um, cause I hadn't done therapy yet. So, um, and then all that intertwined with the high, a high turnaround or a, um, a high end professional job where it's a revolving door, yeah. right? Um, if you're not producing today, you could be gone today. Yeah. So I think we're having that um, on my way on my mental, a lot of relationships I was trying to um, explore with during the time. It definitely played a lot on my mental to where it, it, it got exhausting mentally. Um, so definitely enjoyed my time playing. Don't get me wrong. Being a professional athlete was everything that <laughs> a lot of people think it is. Um, but with also that comes that just like any profession or anything that somebody does, I showed the highlights, but I didn't really show a lot of the low lights. Yeah. And um, a lot of those low lights that I wouldn't share kind of drove me into a deep depression, wow. especially when it was all over. And yeah. I realized this dream that I had for so long wasn't quite the, quite the dream that I thought it was, right? Yeah. So um, definitely played a big factor on my mental, but shout out to therapy and shout out to a loving ex-girlfriend that was like, hey, I'm gonna say, I'm, I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, yeah. baby boy, we got to put you in, in therapy or something, get you some help because yeah. like, this is not okay and you are a better human being than this. So yeah. uh, definitely took a toll. But I, I will say, and I preface it with, with saying that before I say it and after I say it, I enjoyed my time and I'm so yeah. thankful for it because I learned so many lessons and made so many wonderful relationships and connected yeah. with so many beautiful people and got to explore the world because of it. So yeah. super thankful. Do you miss it? Every once in a while, I do. Okay. And, and I'll be real, I'm competitive, so I miss the competitive yeah. nature of playing in the game. I miss the entertainment value because I was a wide yeah. receiver. So yeah. anytime you score, you get to dance and, you know, music and dancing <laughs> go hand in hand. Yeah. So I definitely miss that. But more, more importantly, I miss the locker room, the more the camaraderie of it, the brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being in the locker room, having brothers that you can lean on, talk to, um, going through similar experiences, coming from similar backgrounds, yeah. um, nothing like it. Even to this day, the only closest thing I found is, you know, I've joined the NFL Players Choir uh, after having my own, like, solo career. And we kind of do those things hand in hand. Yeah. But that's like being back in the locker room because there's a lot of football players. And yeah. it's just certain things that you that you um, go through that, I feel like only being in the locker room, those guys can understand. Yeah. So, um, and I won't say, you know, which guys or which locker room, but I've been in some locker yes. rooms. There are some guys that have gone through a lot of things we've gone through. Yeah. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. So just to be able to share that in, in within that kind of circle and within that thing, it just make you stand next to the next guy, stand a little taller. Yeah, and feel like you can fight with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Being in the trenches with somebody. So definitely, I miss it. Yeah. Won't so even lie like, about it anymore. I used to lie. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. I don't miss it. I hate it. <laughs> nah, I'll be real. I miss it. So, you know, football, 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 right? So, you know, you have a love for football, right? But, you know, you told, you said this one time, right? Let's get into what's, you know, what's your life, which is music. Um, how did you get into music, you know? Like, talk about it. 
Man, music got into me. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Man, music got into me. I was four, three or four years old. Yeah. And um, you know, I grew up in church. Shout out to my mom and my dad, both parents. They raised me in a Baptist church in yeah. Elkhart, Indiana. And my church was like a big family. So everybody in the choir was my mom's friends and family members pretty much. So, you know, three or four years old, I see my mom's best friend directing the choir. And uh, I don't know what led me to do it. We're going to call it the spirit. Yeah. But for some reason, I walked up after that and sang a whole A and B selection. Stood the choir up. I don't know why they decided that they was going to do it. They stood up and I took them through the song, the same song that they just got done singing all over again. And I yeah. think that's where the love, my love for music was birthed. Um, because I have no idea why at four years old, people would be in their right mind. These grown women and men would be in their right mind to stand up there and let me direct them through a song that they just sang. And you know about black church, bro. It's like, yeah. it's already long enough. So any little thing that go over time, you get people looking like, all right now. Right. So the fact that they let me do that, but not only that, I was able to nurture and develop my talents. Yeah. Mental health is both guys, you know. Make sure you guys are, you know, reaching out for help. Make sure, you know, you guys are, you know, you know, talking to somebody. Um, Nathan stepped away real quick, so I'm just going to talk. Um, make sure, you know, you guys are out there, you know, talking to people, you know, getting the help. Yeah, make sure you guys are out there, you know, do what you got to do, you know, make sure you're out there talking getting help, you know, suicide prevention, I mentioned that before, you know, I'm still struggling, you know, I'm still struggling mentally, but my mental health, you know, but I talk to people about it, you know, I may not, you know, you know, tell everybody about it, but there's some people I'm talking to, I'm saying, hey, I'm struggling with this, you know, I had thoughts of suicide, this, you know, and I'm going to bring Nathan back up. Yo, bro, you back? <laughs> yes, just make sure you guys are out there just, you know. All right, sorry about that, bro. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. No, you good, you good. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, bro. Can you hear, can me? hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I can definitely hear you. Yeah. I can't hear you now. Hold up. Hello? Let me know. You hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Now I can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to get to the Hold next on, I, I barely hear you though. I think. I'm sorry. No, we good. I'm just getting to the next question. Um, My bad about that, bro. I'm so no, sorry. No, you good. No, you good. You good. You good. That's so um, music, like, um, you know, this is, you said music is in you. This is your life, you know? Like, yeah. what, what, you know, what do you got going on music? Because, you know, last time I checked, you know, I was looking, this is your music today, right? I see you got this Lakeshore Drive Volume One. You know, is this something new coming in 2022? That was 2022. 
What's coming yeah. in 2023? Well, I don't want to give it a title yet because I might change the title tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I definitely got a new project coming. Um, I'm also going to do the second part of Lakeshore Drive. You know, there's volume one. I got volume 1.5. You know what I'm saying? That's like the deluxe of it. Uh, so that's going to come here pretty soon. And then I got volume volume two. I, I feel like I just wanted to be more um, centered yeah. with the next project that I put out because I wanted to dive a little deeper into who Nathan Palmer is. I make a lot of music, but yeah. I don't think I've really given people fully who Nathan is. And I wanted, you know, as an artist, I wanted to take my time. We live in a microwavable time where everything's instant. So um, I wanted to give people a great body of work and not rush it and also be willing to walk within the work and work the work, if that makes sense. Um, definitely so, makes sense. <laughs> it definitely makes sense. <laughs> um, be able to do that. And, you know, where, where I was, you know, during this pandemic mentally, I don't think I was there. So I think now I'm ready. I'm ready for these songs to be out. I'm ready for people to hear them. You know, hopefully they receive them for those that receive it and they love it. You know, we gonna rock out, you know what I'm saying? And I made it for them. Yeah. For those who don't, no hard feelings, you know? Um, and yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Uh, but I have a, I have a new song. Uh, I just dropped called Your Love Two Times where I'm speaking about love again. Yeah. I just did a cover. I just did a cover of Sir the Evil. I heard that. Yeah. Um, we just did a video. Shout out my dog Pearl Optic, because we did an amazing video, simple video, but I was getting great reviews. So, and then, um, you know, here in April, I'm gonna start dropping some more singles. Uh, I think I'm about to I'm about to do a thing called Ego Radio, where we gonna have a nice little ego death for the next few months, where we we gonna drop some records where. Some of them going to be driven from pure ego. You hear it. It's braggadocious, it's loud. And then some of them is me second guessing that ego and being able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with my own ego and kill it off. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a dope concept, man. I'm excited for it. We're going to call it Ego Radio. Don't stick to that name, y'all. But just know <laughs> bro got the exclusive and, and, and uh, Leak going to let y'all know if I change that name. Definitely is. Um, before I get to the next question, um, just to let y'all know, um, Nathan can sing, guys. You know, his mic is on. He can sing. Just check, check out his YouTube. I did listen to your take. I don't know how long ago that was. The take You Down um, cover that you did? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was dope. I was like, oh, he can sing. Like, he sing. His mic is on. You know, yeah. <laughs> all the way on. So, the mic uh, definitely on. And hot. <laughs> Hot mic too. That's some good music, guys. Make sure y'all, you know, follow him on, you know, all streaming platforms. Nathan Plummer, you know, his new single. We came out the tenth of February this year. Your love two times. I actually listened to that today. It was, it was a good song, and Appreciate I got a chance to listen to the whole. You know, make sure Drive Volume One. I listened to, you know, I think one song. Yeah, I listened to one song, and I'm definitely going to support it and listen to it. You know. Um, but let's get into the next question. Now, next question for you, right? Um, what are some good coping skills you could recommend to somebody that's struggling with their mental health? That's struggling with their mental health? Yeah. Mm. Before you say any coping skills, guys that's listening, women, 
um, my COVID skills and his COVID skills are different from, you know, everybody's. What may work for yeah. y'all, may not work for him. What may work for him, may not work for y'all. I just want to put that out there. You know, my thing is, right, um, one of mine, I'll just give you one of mine, and I'm going to preface this with anybody out there listening. Find something that absolutely does make you happy, whether it stems from your childhood yeah. or anything, and cling to that whenever you are losing your way. Never lose sight of it. For me, it's that little drummer that just loved to play music. He loved to play the drums. He would cry to go to church just so he could play the drums. So oh, wow. whenever I'm absolutely losing my way, I find my way to a drum set. Whether that's going to Guitar Center, grabbing some sticks, and going in there with headphones and playing, um, going to a studio, figuring out a rehearsal space, or whatever, getting on Guitar Hero with the drum set. Like, it don't matter. I'm going to find me a drum set, and I'm going to cling to it like my life depends on it. Um, I also love movies. I love driving movies. So I made this thing and I got it from my therapist where I would take myself on a date, just me. Uh, I had to learn to sit with myself and love myself to a point where I wasn't afraid to be by myself. Um, a, lot of, a lot of my depression comes from I'm alone, I feel alone, then I feel like I'm all by myself. I feel like nobody gets me, then I feel like Nobody's there. Nobody's going to understand. And I had to get to a point of being vulnerable enough to sit with myself and know that I'm going through those things, but also accept the fact that I'm not alone, but I'm cool with being alone. I'm okay with sitting by myself and understanding that oh, today I'm not happy. Today I'm sad, but tomorrow yeah. we're going to wake up and we're going to give it another slot. And it's yeah. okay to be alone. I don't have to be scared to be alone anymore. I don't have to be scared of myself anymore. Yeah. Um, and slowly but surely, it went from, dang, I'm sitting up in this car in a driving movie by myself, really feeling crazy to, you know what? I'm happy. This is my moment. Yeah. I don't care who called me. You better, you gotta be mama or daddy in order for me to pick up the phone. Cause today on Saturday or, or whatever today is Thursday, if I'm at the drive-in movie, ain't nobody calling me and I'm not going to be disturbed because this is my moment. I'm going to sit here with my popcorn. I'm going to laugh. Yeah. I'm going to go to the screen. I'm going to grab my drink. I'm going to be a, <laughs> uh, you feel me? I'm going to have all the snacks and I'm going to enjoy my alone time and myself. And after I got through that point, I think life got a little bit better. So those are a couple of my coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, Getting around people that lift my spirits, but not being codependent on them to actually lift my spirits. It's just being able to know that when I have low energy, these people have great enough energy that I don't mind being around them. And they're gonna automatically make me see the world for a better place and be prepared to um, go back into the world, not thinking it's a real somber place to be. Wow. If that makes sense. So those are like really my three. And then last, but it should be first, right? I really pray to God. And I have a thorough conversation and I wait on his answer. I wait to hear him. 
because when I feel lost, when I feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, or I feel like I shouldn't be here or quite why am I here, I pray to him because he is my creator. And I, that's my now my main coping mechanism. I know everybody's not a believer, and I don't want to force my beliefs on anyone out there listening. But if you've tried everything else and you don't know what to try and you are open-minded to trying something different, try my God, try him. Yes. Um, ooh, it's something that you said, before I go to the last question, it's something that you said that I like agree with, you know, I, well, not agree with, but like I just, I got what you were saying when you said, you know, sometimes, you know, you feel alone and you feel like, you, like all the stuff that you were saying about feeling alone, just like no one understands. I that's where my depression comes from too. Like I say that to friends, and like I feel like I'm alone, and it's like no shot or no disrespect to people that truly care about me. And sometimes I do feel alone, and they always like, "What do you need?" I, just, I sometimes you just don't, like I just don't know what I need to make me feel like, you know, I'm not alone. It could be like child. It could be like a child hurting and stuff like that. But you know, that's a whole other topic. Uh, I got one more right. question for you. Um, can you tell the people why it's important to put their mental health first? Let them know why it is important to put your mental health first. I think you deserve it. Um, you know, your, your body is driven a lot by your mind. Yeah. Um, and spiritually, for those that are there, when your mental is aligned, your life becomes a lot more aligned. If that yeah. makes sense, without me having to force so much preaching on people today. It perfect sense to me, bro. <laughs> when, your mental, when your mental is aligned and you are clear-minded, um, you're able to create the world that is... Uh, is aligned with what you're probably trying to work towards and, and live a, a life fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, man, that's a great question, bro. And, and I'm gonna be real. I just have to go back to what I first said. I think you deserve it. A lot of people don't feel like they deserve, you know, things to go the right way and they just have to, um, stay where they are mentally, but you don't. You deserve a, a, a healthy mental, a healthy mental. Like you deserve a healthy mental perspective. And I think once people feel that they deserve that, that it, no, it's okay for me to feel great. I deserve to feel great. I am worthy of being here. I am worthy of having uh, my mental health put first over anything else, I have to be healthy mentally. I think um, we'll see a lot of people start to change and put it first. Yeah, yeah um, I wanna add that, you know, put yourself, put your mental health first is the best thing you can do because nobody's gonna put you first like you're gonna put yourself first. And I know some of us are people that, you know, pour into other cups, but, you know, we have to put ourselves first so we'll be able to pour into other cups, you know? Who else is going to do it? You can't, yeah, you can't force into a cup while you empty, you know? Um, yeah. It's just put yourself first, get to therapy, you know, support groups, um, community, church groups, whatever 
community looks like to you. Make sure you get into community. And I just want to say thank you to my bro, Nathan Palmer, music star, NFL player. <laughs> you know, thank you for coming on and talk about mental health, man. And like, thank you for saying yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, and I got to say thank you for having me, bro. This is an important conversation. And I appreciate you for sharing your platform with me today and allowing me to come on here and share my testimony. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. My man. And anytime you